Hello. Welcome to Science Factual. Prepare yourself for factual download. Sequence commencing. Oh boy, we're in for a fun one today, folks. We're taking a little trip to the 31st century, the year 3000. So shut up and take my money, because it's time for Science Factual, episode 3, where we cover the incomparable Futurama, because why not Zoidberg? That always sounded like a Three Stooges bit to me. You're probably familiar with the popular Why Not Zoidberg meme, but the line was never actually used in any episode of the show. Why not, Zoidberg? Ah. I'm your host, Reese Hendricks, certified nerd and Futurama superfan. Today we're going to be looking at little-known facts about the show, insights from the creators, note some sci-fi references within the show, go over the final episode, and to top it all off, you'll get to listen to an interview with the very funny Julia Carell, fellow nerd and Portland comedian. We met up before a Ha Ha Harvest Festival show at Kelly's Olympian, where you can usually catch a mic on Sundays. Sign-ups at 3.30, with the mic starting at 4. It's a great comedy open mic to check out in a landmark bar in downtown Portland. So without further delay, strap on a uniform you'd be happy to get caught dead in, hop onto your Scooty Puff Jr., and let's hit the galaxy in search of floating brains to destroy. With facts. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is a spoiler alert. If you have not seen the show or are not at least roughly familiar with the concepts behind the show and the characters, uh, it would be wise to switch over to something else now. Otherwise, enjoy these facts about the show. Show creator Matt Groenick was a huge Star Trek nerd growing up, through and through, and gave plenty of nods to the prolific sci-fi show throughout the series, most notably in the first episode where Fry is playing an arcade game and his monologue is reminiscent of the original series' opening theme. Space. It seems to go on and on forever. But then you get to the end and the gorilla starts throwing barrels at you. And that's how you play the game. You stink, loser! Hey, Fry, pizza going out. Come on! By the way, there's a super funny parody of this where Panucci says the same catchphrase, pizza going out, come on, uh, but to a young Barack Obama, to which he replies, man, I have got to go back to law school. We see another reference in season four, episode 11, where no fan has gone before, uh, which featured the voices of every original character from the original series, uh, except for James Doohan, Scotty. Uh, Fry takes a trip to Omega-3 in order to retrieve all 79 episodes of Star Trek. It's a great episode, one of my favorites. Uh, David X. Cohen, whose real name is David Samuel Cohen, uh, opted for the X when there was a member with the same name, David S. Cohen, within the Writers Guild. So uh, the X technically stands for Samuel. 
The show ran for four years from 1999 to 2003 uh, during its original airing run, uh, spanning ultimately seven seasons and 140 episodes before getting canceled by Fox. Following its initial cancellation by Fox, Futurama began airing reruns on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim programming block, which lasted from 2003 to 2007. It was revived that year as four direct-to-video films, the last of which was released in early 2009. The title was taken from the GM exhibit at the 1939 World's Fair uh, that dealt with the, quote, future of tomorrow, which is pretty cool. Uh, the writers hold three PhDs and seven master's degrees between them, which is why episodes that show math equations and answers are highly accurate, having been checked by other nerds, uh, much like in the Big Bang Theory. Some of the show's sound effects are from other sci-fi shows, most notably from Star Trek and the Jetsons. Much like in other sci-fi shows that dealt with robots, androids, and the concept of sentience, Futurama has a knack for integrating higher concepts of morality and agency amid the backdrop of the ridiculous functionality of the future. DUPE, the spacefaring organization reminiscent of the Federation in Star Trek, stands for the Democratic Order of Planets. The tag phrase changes with each episode, most notably from the first episode which says, quote, in color, a tip of the cap to some of the earlier sci-fi shows that were coming out in color on TV when Grunning was a boy, to, quote, avenge us, in reference to the show being canceled, seemingly for good this time. Here are some of my favorite show opening captions. Presented in Double Vision, We're Drunk, that's Season 1, Episode 7, My Three Sons. Not Y3K Compliant, that's Season 2, Episode 2, Brannigan Begin Again. Say that five times fast. Uh, deciphered from Crop Circles, that's Season 3, Episode 8, That's Lobstertainment. Uh, Dancing Space Potatoes, you bet. That's Season 4, Episode 10, The Why of Fry. Season 5 consists of all the movies, uh, which I'll go in the following order, just as they aired on television. Um, and they're all broken up into four parts. So Bender's Big Score Part 1 is It Just Won't Stay Dead. Part 2 is Watch... Rinse, repeat. Part three is applied directly to the foreclaw. Part four is last known transmission of the Hubble telescope. Uh, the we'll move on to the beast with a billion backs. Part one was the proud result of prison labor. Part two, it makes a nice sandwich. Uh, part three is a little involved. It's a binary uh, sequence of zero one zero zero one zero 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 one one zero one zero zero one, which translates to high in the ASCII language. ASCII, abbreviated from American Standard Code for Information Interchange, is a character encoding standard for electronic communication. ASCII codes represent text in computers telecommunications equipment, and other devices. Moving on to The Beast with a Billion Backs Part 4, the robots are coming, the robots are coming. Getting on to Bender's Game Part 1, the flames in your TV are not part of the show. <laughs> part 2 is the episode they'll be thinking about by the water cooler, but not mentioning specifically. Part 3, current eBay bid $8.51. Part 4, collect all $50 billion. On to the last uh, movie, Into the Wild Green Yonder Part 1, uh, in quotations ESP, closed caption for the ESP impaired. 
Part two, if you can read this, thank us. Part three, now available without a prescription. And part four, in alien language, the humans shall not defeat us. Uh, going on to season six, my favorite there was Dictated But Not Read. Uh, that's under Proposition Infinity, season six, episode three. And for season seven, Naturama was quite possibly my favorite episode with Tell Your Parents It's Educational. It's worth note that the second to last episode, Stench and Stenchability, season seven, episode 25, takes one last pluck at the heartstrings with the uh, text, not the episode with the dead dog in reference to Jurassic Bark, where Seymour is uh, in that end scene. It's so sad where he's waiting for Fry, uh, even though he's been frozen for a thousand years. Come on, you guys, right in the feels. All right. Speaking of the show intro, Matt Groening has been quoted in saying that the lines of an unknown language, not dissimilar to hieroglyphics, which are seen during the intro song, do mean, quote, something. However, he has never elaborated on what that something might be. Sir Patrick Stewart was featured on the show, but not as Picard or any other captain. He was featured as the master of the hunt in season 9 episode 12's 31st Century Fox, where the gang aims to stop robot fox hunting, but Patrick Stewart's character ends up being a robot themselves. What a twist. Let's uh, do a brief overview of the characters. If you're not already familiar with Philip J. Fry, who's voiced by Billy West, uh, he's a pizza delivery boy who falls into a cryogenic pod, causing it to activate and freeze him just after midnight on January 1st, 2000. Uh, he reawakens New Year's Eve of the 31st century and gets a job as delivery boy at Planet Express, uh, a company owned by his only living relative, Professor Hubert J. Farnsworth, who we'll get into in a minute. Uh, Fry's love for Leela, another character, is a recurring theme throughout the series. And uh, not to do a little bit of foreshadowing, but that does have something to do with our water cooler fact that we'll get into in a little while. Billy West, by the way, voices several other characters from the show, including Dr. Zoidberg, Professor Farnsworth, and other secondary characters. In fact, Fry makes fun of the name Billy West because that's the uh, name that they think that uh, the country bumpkin version of Bender is using to... Uh, hide away on the moon from the mob. Taranga Leela, voiced by Katie Seagal, uh, who is also uh, from Sons of Anarchy fame, and of course uh, married with children, is the cycloptic captain of the Planet Express ship. Abandoned as a baby, she grows up in the Cookieville Minimum Security Orphanarium, believing herself to be an alien from another planet, but finds out that she's actually a mutant from the sewers. Uh, prior to becoming the ship's captain, Leela works as a career assignment officer at the cryogenics lab where she first meets Fry. Her name is a reference to the Taranga Leela Symphony by Oliver Massayan. If I'm Massayan that correctly. Uh, Bender Bending Rodriguez, voiced by the very funny John DiMaggio, uh, who actually voices uh, General Glenn Dolphman in the new show Inside Job. Very funny. Uh, very cool show. I encourage you to check it out. Bender Bending Rodriguez is Fry's best friend and roommate. Bender was billed as a robotic version of Homer Simpson. I mean, which makes sense when you look at the episode where Bender asks the what if machine uh, what it would be like if he were a human and he comes out dressed exactly like Homer in like blue pants and a white t-shirt. Uh, Bender's character is named after John Bender from The Breakfast Club, actually. And he must drink heavily to power his fuel cells and becomes the robot equivalent of drunk when low on alcohol, a function that seems to come under scrutiny when Bender uses the duplicating machine to make millions of copies of himself to lord over. But, uh, you know, they consume all of the world's supply of alcohol 
leaving behind the original Bender to, quote, starve. Uh, Bender's apartment number is 00100100. This number sequence is the binary for the dollar sign, which definitely makes sense when you think about all of Bender's unscrupulous and nefarious activities. Uh, Professor Hubert J. Fonsworth, also, as I mentioned earlier, voiced by Billy West, he's Fry's distant nephew, actually, even though he's much older. Uh, Farnsworth founds Planet Express to fund his work as a mad scientist. At more than 160 years old, he's extremely prone to age-related forgetfulness, but you would be too at 160. Uh, in the episode A Clone of My Own, the professor clones himself a son in order to produce a successor, Hubert Farnsworth, who is voiced by Cass Salcy. Amy Wong, who's voiced by Lauren Tom, is the heiress to the Western Hemisphere of Mars and daughter of the incredibly rich ranchers Leo and Inez Wong. She's ethnically Chinese and really likes cursing in Cantonese. While being an incredibly long-term intern at Planet Express, she's an astrophysics student at Mars University. In the show's sixth season, however, she does finally acquire her doctorate. And that's a pretty funny episode uh, that has to do with cats taking over people's minds which they definitely do. I can tell you that as a cat owner. Times three. Hermes Conrad, who's voiced by Phil Lamar, uh, who I grew up watching on Mad TV, uh, super funny there as well, is the lovable Jamaican accountant of Planet Express, a 36-level bureaucrat, cuckold, and limbo champion, uh, and proud of it, uh, the limbo part. Although he uh, gave up professional limbo after the 2980 Olympics when a young fan who was imitating him broke his back and died. Horrible. Horrible tragedy. Uh, Hermes has a wife, LaBarbara, and a 12-year-old son, Dwight, with the whole family being fond of rhyming schemes. Moving on to Dr. John A. Zoidberg, i got to find out what the A stands for. Uh, also voiced by Billy West, is of the Decapodian race, a lobster-like alien from the planet Decapod 10. He is the physician of Planet Express, and despite his claims to be an expert on humans, his knowledge of human anatomy and physiology is inaccurate at best. In fact, he states that his doctorate is actually in art history, uh, the world's most useful degree. The name Zoidberg can be attributed to producer David X. Cohen's video game that was rejected back in the 80s, titled, you guessed it, Zoid, much like how most of the crew rejects or at least holds disdain for the kooky doc. Uh, one of those ancillary characters, which I guess you can call the main character, but Zap Brannigan was also voiced by Billy West. Uh, Zap is the incomparably vain captain of the dupe starship Nimbus. He was originally going to be voiced by Phil Hartman, but Hartman was brutally murdered by his wife before production could begin. Zap Brannigan's character was based on William Shatner's performance as Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Really hamming it up. That brings us to Mom. Uh, voiced by Tress McNeil, she is the cruel two-faced owner of MomCore, the 31st century's largest monopoly on just about everything, but largely robots. Her public persona is the image of a sweet old woman who speaks in antiquated statements while wearing what can only be described as a grandma suit. She has three sons, Walt, Larry, and Igner, uh, modeled after the Three Stooges, uh, who do her bidding despite frequent abuse. In Bender's Game, we find out that Igner's father is actually Professor Farnsworth. In the episode, The Tip of the Zoidberg, Zoidberg himself refers to Mom as Carol, which we can assume is her first name. That brings us, last but not least, to Nibbler, who's voiced by Frank Welker. Nibbler is Leela's adorable three-eyed pet Niblonian, whom is capable of devouring much larger animals than himself and conveniently defecates dark matter, which until Bender's game, is the source of fuel for space cruisers in the series. 
Despite his deceptively cute exterior, Nibbler is actually a highly intelligent superbeing whose race is responsible for maintaining order in the universe. He is later revealed in the episode The Why of Fry to have facilitated Fry's 1,000-year cryo-freezing. Here's a breakdown of the final episode. If you didn't hear from the first spoiler alert, here's another one, because we're about to delve into the final episode of the series. One of two tearjerker episodes besides Seymour's story in Jurassic Bark, that's season four, episode seven. And I just like to say that we don't deserve our canine friends and that all dogs go to space heaven, including Seymour. What a good boy. The final episode is entitled Meanwhile and is centered around Fry's ultimate attempt to ask Leela to marry him, the culmination of many such attempts throughout the show. But we'll get to that with your water cooler fact in just a little bit. Taking place where the crew's very first delivery took place, Luna Park, Leela ends up narrowly escaping an accident caused by Bender while riding the Mecha Hexadecapus, where she's flung out into space. The next day, the professor shows off his latest invention, the time button. With it, he can send the entire universe 10 seconds into the past. Only the user or users of the button, or those hiding in an anti-chroniton-resistant grout-coated time shelter, can recall what happened. Fry starts to concoct a plan after seeing the professor use the device to lift $10 off of Zoidberg. And after some yada yada yada, solid Seinfeld reference, and some grand larceny, Fry finally has enough diamonds to give Leela the ring that he feels she deserves. However, at a romantic dinner later that evening at Elzar's, while presenting the enormous ring in a giant clam to Leela, the stupid thing clamped down on her hand. Using the time device, he remedies the screw-up and asks Leela to meet him at the Vampire State Building at 6.30 to tell him her answer instead. But he doesn't take into account that time has lapsed due to his use of the time device. And when Leela still hadn't shown up at 7.02 on his watch, he decides to jump. As he's falling, he sees Leela and the rest of the crew in the time shelter and realizes his mistake, sparking a hilarious yet terrifying scene where he repeatedly has to press the button in a free fall in order to avoid becoming sidewalk slime. Ultimately, the gang managed to save Fry, but he inadvertently broke the time device and froze time for everyone but himself and Leela. They got married by the space pope, traveled, and had as full a life as they could in a world where everyone and everything is frozen in time going on like the ultimate honeymoon. I mean, that sounds pretty rad. I personally thought the episode was a thoughtful way to end the show, and it even featured a beautifully directed montage featuring one of my favorite Chopin pieces, Opeggio 10, number three in E major, Tristesse. One of the few times an animated show moved me to tears, to be honest. Hey, check out this interview I had at Kelly's Olympian in downtown Portland with the very funny Julia Corral, also special guests Daniel Porter and Lee Tillman. So check it out. We had an awesome time before the Ha Ha Harvest Festival. Folks, this show is in its infancy, like a toddler with the responsibilities and obligations of a grown man who's hardly keeping it together via a string of sci-fi repeats and hastily thrown together meals. 
So bear with us through these initial bumps and hurdles. We appreciate it. I promise it only sucks for the first little bit. Well, uh, so I'm here with uh, Julia Corral. Is it Coral or Corral? Corral. Okay, I got it. Okay, that's how I said it in the recording of the episode that I've already done so far. You said Coral? No, Corral. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it right. Yeah, no, thank, thankfully. And Danielle Porter. Can I tell you the thing about my name that gets me so mad when people always ask if it's Coral or Corral? Please. It's an actual word. Like, these are things. Yes. Yeah, Corral. You've seen the Golden Corral. The OK Corral. The Ocean Coral. And then when they see it with the last name, they're like, how do I say it? Yeah. Well. Well, no one knows how to pronounce my name either, if that makes you feel better. Well, your name's spelled here. Yeah. It's not my fault. I had no control over it. What is, what's weird about, I've seen, it's your spelled, name is spelled with two, uh, Danielle. Yeah, but it's spelled without an I, so everybody pronounces it Danelle. I've never noticed that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been my entire life. It's, it's like where you have most of the letters of the word arranged the right way. Yeah. You can kind of plug it in. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like, once a month, I'm like, am I saying your name right? <laughs> I mean, my parents are... Even still. Yeah, even still. I'm like... Have I been saying that? Danelle? Daniel? Well, I don't know her name. So what, what is the name of the podcast that you guys do? No, we're saying we come to... We no, I know, but you've done that. You, you've known it. You have a podcast. No, together. we you don't have a podcast. Oh, you do? Oh. When together. I get asked or she get asked, we just come together and then we jump in the podcast She gets together. in my car and gotcha. I'm like, where are we going? Okay. Well, this is very much an added bonus. I'm, yeah. I'm super happy to have you here. Uh, we are at Kelly's Olympian in downtown Portland, part of the Ha Ha, not part of it, but uh, in attendance of the Ha Ha Harvest Festival. Yes. Um, although you got, y'all will be in uh, what, a comedy, the musical? No, I am actually doing the closing show here oh, tonight. Oh, cool. Okay. I'll be on it. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I will be seeing Guar with my brother at the oh, Crystal cool. Hall room. Yeah, so I'll be fun. I'll be covered in blood by the time you're also killing a different room. Is it yeah. fake blood or real blood? <laughs> I hope that it's uh, it, it, I hope that it's real blood. Um, have yeah. you ever seen you don't want that um, vegan blood? No, I, I want the authentic stuff. <laughs> like like when I have veal, I have a picture of the cat <laughs> on the table with me, so I just like look it in the eyes while I'm enjoying this its flesh. This is Bernice. She has a story. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I have that story typed up next to me. Have you ever seen Empire Records? No. Oh, there's a full gore scene, and mm. it is my favorite. Love a good gore scene. Lee. Lee Tillman, ladies and gentlemen, please join us. Ooh, We're about to start talking Futurama. Okay. I know Futurama. I oh. So when I asked you earlier if you nerd out about anything. <laughs> I don't nerd out about it. Oh, okay. Like, but I you know, know what, about it. I know okay. what That's fair. Futurama. All right. This is a, a celeb. This is a pop-in podcast. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Pop in. Yeah. Really, I will take so, what I can get. So I'm getting paid for this, right? That's what. <laughs> You're getting paid right. in, this, in, this in like love a, and camaraderie. Okay. So this is like a guest spot. So this is a, yeah, it's very much a guest spot. Yeah, this is right. very much unpaid. Cool. All right. Um, once I get sponsors, I am so happy to get at least a drink or something. I do. I, I did. You know what? I got Chris Hudson an iced tea. That's very uh, nice of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to reiterate that for another <laughs> another audience. Um, so if, if y'all want iced tea, I'm happy to get it. Oh, thank you. Got so, a lot of coffee today. I'm Long good. Island iced tea. Long yeah, Island. let's get lit. <laughs> um, so I, I did send these questions to Julia, but uh, yeah, I'll ask everybody, what, what is your Instagram? Uh, the Mexican PDX. That is Instagram. That is all of them. Twitter, TikTok, 
the Max in PDX. Very cool, Danielle. Uh, it's making you laugh underscore maybe. That's my Instagram. My Facebook is just Danielle Porter. My TikTok is Danielle Porter. Lee, Mr. Tillman. Uh, I am Free Tillman on everything. F R E E Tillman. Very cool. So uh, let me ask you, what was your first exposure to Futurama, Julia? Uh, well, I'm old. I'm uh, going to be 39 next month. So Futurama was like, I remember watching it when it was out. Yeah. I've always enjoyed animation more than I have like television and like just being a big fan of The Simpsons and stuff. Uh, I was hooked. Yeah. Well, and I get into that as insofar as that is Mac writings. Yeah. Uh, I would say almost side project at, yeah. at, the, at the start because they weren't sure if it was going to get picked up or not. And even like despite the heavy hitters that they have on the show, you know, like Katie Segal as, yeah. as Leela, uh, Phil Lamar as, as Hermes and, and others, uh, Billy West who voices multiple characters. Yes. Um, what about you, Danielle? Did you see it in in airing or in syndication? Because I saw it on Adult Swim a lot of the time. I saw it on Fox. Actually, okay. I watched it a lot on Fox, and then twenty first century Fox. Yes, and then Not once I century Fox. <laughs> once I got hooked on it, I was trying to find episodes online, yeah. and so I've been like, I was like typing in "Watch Futurama episode five, season sure. one." Part part one. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. Part, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like streaming services tease us, right? Like they yeah. they had it on there, now it's not on there. You know, like I've, I, I've de like may, this may be the Mandela effect, but like I've definitely binged it on Netflix, and now it's not there. Yeah, it's on Hulu now. It's on Hulu. It's now. all on okay. Hulu. I, right. I put it on on a weekly basis to fall asleep. Too. Yeah, we used Solid. to have yeah. the uh, box set. My ex used to work at a record store, and I think we stole it. <laughs> and then it like, fell off the back it. of a truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, sounds accurate. That tracks. <laughs> Lee, what about you? Um, I'm old enough to remember when it was on, like, syndication. Like, yeah. not, not syndication, but when it was, like, actually on. Like, I remember watching The Simpsons. I'm old enough to actually <laughs> remember, like, the, when The Simpsons were good. And, <laughs> and Way before I, the movie. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I was watching that, and I heard that, like, Matt Groening had this new show that was coming. I was like, oh, cool. So that's I started watching it from day one. Right on. So uh, we're, we're all serial watchers here. Then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause, cause there's this, and I talked about this with Chris, there's this, uh, uh, theory in psychology that deals with, um, the safety net, you know, like the predictive bit, like people who have anxiety. And I feel like that's pretty prevalent throughout most mm. comics, uh, amongst other psychological disorders, but, uh, <laughs> speaking from experience uh but it, it's it's that predictability that we all love right like we know we know the story or at least insofar as like you know we the, the outcome of the story makes us feel yeah warm tiktokers and think it's actually a symptom of adhd that's <laughs> okay. what i've been sure. uh, gathering it's adhd or you have ptsd so we all have ptsd <laughs> yeah adhd ptsd yeah, yeah. uh so how many times have you seen the series? Um, like, yeah, because I'm so at six. many times. Yeah. I, I binged it in high school. I had to have binged it like four times, and like as an adult, I'm probably at twenty times at this point. Yeah, I would say there's just certain episodes for me that I like go back and mm -hmm. rewatch. What's your What's your favorite episode? Well, it's two. Okay. It's uh, the one where well, besides Jurassic Park, which yeah. I think we'll talk about later, it's um. When Leela 
has the backstory of her parents in the sewer when yeah. she's adopted. And, and she's, he, like, tracking them. Like, and they're, yeah. But they're going through, like, I, it makes me want to cry, how her whole life she thinks yeah. she's unfortunate. She's alone. But, but then yeah. there's just gifts. And yeah. that one, and then um, the one where, uh, with the four-leaf clover. Oh, oh yeah. and his yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah that is, yeah. That is a good That one. one kills me, how you <laughs> think that, like, his he thinks no one cared about him and they actually honored him. Oh, right. I'm yeah. like literally tearing up. <laughs> like that was a good one. I forgot about yeah. that one. Because that is what we all want ultimately at the end of the day. That's, that's kind of like the, you know, why we do things, mm-hmm. why we have family is so that's like we can live on in some way, shape, or form. And well, I, there's yeah. so much, even the flu with like the Leela. The thing about Futurama, it's like, it's, oh yeah, when it, he learns this, that instrument. Yeah, that one always gets that me. That was one of my yeah. favorite. That was that the last one, one they did before they took it off the air yeah. for a little while. Yeah. That was before, yeah, that was before the movie. They had, they came back yeah. with the Is movie. That's supposed right. to be the last episode. You know, it, it could it, feels it like could very well be it could have been, been a good ender. Yeah. Even the even the series finale, like that Meanwhile one, fucks a, with me so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier that it's it's one of the two that are tearjerkers for me. Yeah, the other being Jurassic Park because Seymour oh, is. Such I cry a good every boy. single yeah. time I watch that episode. I know. And it's, as like a like the a ending dog montage owner. is like I just can't help. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. I couldn't imagine my my Levi like when I go down to take the trash out, like mm-hmm. he's waiting for me with wagging tail. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> uh, but even in that one, where he humanizes Bender in Jurassic Park, where he is so jealous because it is this robot, but it is this companionship where you have him learning, and he is so jealous. And at that point, mm. like. Fry has to make that decision of like, do I do this? And he's like, no, he probably forgot. It's like that. That's what it's. It's almost like this beautiful thing because one of my favorite movies is Vanilla Sky. I've seen it way too many times, and it does talk about like freezing yourself and where would you be in the future and at what point are your memories your memories? But you're starting this new life, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I like I said, I think if you have not seen Futurama, watch it. it yeah. Is, well, because it, it touches on so many social issues, yeah. personal issues, even political issues. You know, I mean, I mean, when uh, uh, Zaxar B. Tra- or you know, Travis yeah. runs for, or whatever whatever order it's in, mm-hmm. you know, like they, that's the whole ploy on uh, Hussein from Barack Hussein Obama. You know, yeah, like, yeah. So there, there's a they do a lot of that kind of stuff, and yeah, you know, not to mention sci-fi references, right, like like yeah, yeah abound, um, you know. It, the whole Star Trek arc they have. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, and and I love that episode because like the annoying entity that they yeah. encounter is like for me is representative of all the annoying entities that yeah. you encounter in the original series. Is like, ugh, like there are so many groaner episodes. I love it to death. I did the first episode on the original series uh, Star Trek, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, Zap Brannigan being the ha- like the ultra hammy mm-hmm. Shatner character yeah. is I, I, lo- I love Zach Brannigan because it's just like, I love to make fun of him and like laugh at him um, speaking of characters who's who's your favorite characters oh mine are Zoidberg Zoidberg and I also love Hermes he says this line all the time that I repeat it's this small line and he's talking about his wife like liking another man and he's like but he's Barbados slim and I'm Jamaican fat Aww. and <laughs> The way his voice does it, and then the character's actually name is Barbados Slim, which is like a funny, like, 
playing on that, but uh, also I'm a bureaucrat, and so Hermes being a bureaucrat, stamping all the paperwork, and he has no role. And He's then, a level 36 bureaucrat. Yes, level 36. Well, demoted to 37, yeah. but uh, what, what, in what form of bureaucracy do you operate? I uh, work in city government. Okay, um, I'm sorry. I know, <laughs> but that's another podcast. But <laughs> Zoidberg just being so disgusting in yeah. his form is my fave. I love Zoid. Zoidberg is my favorite character. Yeah. Because uh, all of the, especially like when they, so they, they do a lot of Jewish jokes, uh, especially like in the Christmas episodes, like they make sure to put that in. And But there's uh, there's one episode where they, they go to get new uniforms and there's another Decapodian who's the uh, tailor. And he's like, would you like a nice, uh, uh, um, uh, oh, what does he say? Macaroon cut up into eight pieces, maybe. <laughs> and like, dude, like all of like, like it's just so funny to me. And, and the, also the Decapodian leaders when they come to like invade Earth or whatever, and like, yeah, because of uh, Freedom Day, they come to uh, save Zoidberg because he yeah. ate, he ate the Earthican flag. Uh, That's a great one. There, well, the thing is, it's like all like I even love Amy. Like all yeah. the like side characters like you have Fry you have Leela you have like the main cast mm-hmm. Bender those are great but the, I think the side sure. pieces well they have those great episodes too like you know like when uh, at the when the mob take over the Wong uh, casino uh-huh. yeah uh, and then she returns it to the native uh, Martians uh, the, the land and the casino holdings yeah. or what have you uh, and then Kiff <laughs> oh, I love Kip. Kip is so funny to me, yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. It's so perfect. His parents are just like two swarms yeah. of flies. Yeah. <laughs> just like, some primordial evolution going on. What about, you? what about you, Daniel? I mean, I actually really love all the side characters, too. Like, I don't... The main characters are great, but I just love how weird and quirky the side characters can be and like all the different storylines that they have and like even like you know with the movies like the way like the Sprengers were and everything it's just like so random oh the Sprengers are so they cringe they make me cringe cringe. it's like it's like no it's like it's so funny to see how easy it was for them to manipulate all of these people they've got big incel energy yes yes (laughs) what about you Lee who's your favorite Um, character or characters again like I like all the main characters but like I think like a side character that I love a lot is uh, Zach Brannigan. Yeah. And I think it's because, like, it has, like, the... the Phil Hartman, I think, maybe did it at the beginning, and then, like... He was supposed to voice him, and then his wife brutally murdered him. Okay, so it's more or less based (laughs) on, like, his character, more or less from The Simpsons, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like he's... They're they're basically, like, kind of carrying on, like, what he did, even though it isn't him. So I don't know. That always kind of like warms my heart because I love uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, I love Phil Hartman. Great yeah. SNL cast member and just kind of a he's like he was like America's dad before Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Know? So he just like that character. Just it just I don't know. It just kind of warms my heart just to hear him because to know that it was based on him even though it's not him. They're still like carrying. When I was a little girl, I was obsessed with his radio. Yeah, yeah. I and I remember show. like the dedication to his death. Dying, crying. Like I had watched like the saddest movie. I was like, Ugh. my dad bases wardrobe off of that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he even had the huge Motorola brick <laughs> cell phone. Um, so I can only imagine that the year three thousand, the rate that things are going, is not going to be great. 
even by future Rama standards. No. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I think gonna we're going to be gone by then. I, I think, yeah, I think our society will be a part of like one of those dystopian episodes. Right. It's like they're in like a parking lot, it turns out. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Well, like, if we were if we were to stop staffing all of the nuclear facilities in the world in 72 hours, it would all go critical, basically, from lack of maintenance, because you can't automate all the things that are needed to run a nuclear facility, unfortunately. So it's like we would all die within a couple of five years, maybe, of nuclear fallout, global nuclear fallout. Anyway, let's say we do make it to the year 2000. <laughs> would you like to live in Futurama? Like, because I think it's pretty fucking cool. Like, despite all the craziness and like hecticness of future technology and how that, in a, you know, like having a suicide booth on every corner. <laughs> well, my favorite, this is another episode that I do love when like Fry is, basi- or when uh, Bender is basically telling Fry he can live in his closet. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's like, that's the whole one. apartment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I, I mean, no, I would not want to live in Futurama's future. Besides okay. the automation, they're still having the same problems we're having now. Yeah, they got to drop a giant ice cube in the ocean every so yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> then we run out of ice cubes. Yeah. But the right. Jetson future, I would live in. Oh, for sure. You know, See, I See, but why do the they sky. live in the sky? Why, though? Because we ruined the planet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought it was because the planet was all used for farming and irrigation and stuff. But... I don't think it went that deep. On the Jetsons. That's, that's just being, that's just being overly hopeful. Would you, I mean, I don't know. Would it, are we saying we're cryogenically freezing ourselves and then being ourselves now? In yeah, the it would be world? a fry type situation. Yeah, like, well, and, and it's funny because you mentioned that insofar as like our society collapsing because the aliens come in and like wipe out like three civilizations as they're like, you know, one ours, then one that becomes like 13th century. Then there's one that's like super advanced, and then they take that one down, and then there's like this amalgamation of like. But it just turned out to be Bender doing the whole thing. <laughs> right. That's so, like remember when is that other episode? Sorry, right. my synopsis are being yeah. triggered. I even love when that joke where it's like yeah. 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 Zero, zero, one, 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 zero, yeah, zero, 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 one, 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 zero, 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 and then yeah. he looks in the mirror. He's like, no, one, zero, zero, zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm not freezing myself. I okay. actually like the life I'm in right now. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm saying let's live this life, but like, if you were to, if you had like a terminal disease, you just like died of an am, uh, aneurysm or embolism or something, and they they just freeze you. Like, I have. I'm forced up. now. I'm forced. Like you're okay. telling me. Yeah. They, well, not not forced, pressed, but like okay. But, they're like she's but, like, dying. You, we have to save her. She's right. our only hope. <laughs> yeah, our only comedic hope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, it's it's more like you know like when you sign the fine print, like the terms they use for your driver's license. It's like also subject to cryo freezing experiments. Oh you know, yeah. Like, and then you end up yeah you know, in the future somehow. Do they do that? I don't even drive. So no, they know. they like you can <laughs> sign up to be like a heart donor, like oh, an yeah. organ yeah. donor. Not that they want any of mine, but I did it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, mine are not gonna. They're gonna be like these are Yikes. black. Ooh, yeah. oh, no. what's she been doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I. I think I like the concept of it, but I definitely feel like it would be, like, you see this with TV shows that go in that direction, where it's like, they freeze somebody, like, Eureka, I don't know if you've ever watched that, but they did, like, but it it was, like, this sci-fi army base where it's just full of the smartest people in all of the world, and it's, like, they froze somebody in cryogenics, and, like, he woke up, and, like, he started to deteriorate and stuff like that, Mm. and it's, like... Yeah, how viable are cryogenics? That, and then, like... Would, how, how do you handle waking up in the future? Like, that would... I think that would kill me instantly because I'm like, I don't belong here at all. I don't know. I, I, I'm more of a... 
I, I think in, in futuristic terms sometimes. So like I, I, I ponder what it would be like if we were to just like set aside all of our dalliances. But the thing is, Fry is dumb. He, and, yeah. and that's what allows right. him to live in this new society. Well, he just sits and watches TV, right. whether yeah, it's a year it doesn't change. It doesn't 2000 change. or 3000, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't make it through this lifetime without PTSD. Like, yeah. so imagine future PTSD. Right. I would be crying. Well, and you definitely see that too, where like in episodes where it's like he does remember his family and it, yeah. it does break his heart. And I so know. It, and that's it, a sad one too. Like, even in like the last season with like his mom and like Nibbler's memory, like that oh. one fucks with me because it's like yeah. that was his memory of her and then he shared that with Fry and then it's like you'll never get to see your mom again like this and you is... can't elaborate on it because it's just a memory right yeah was, and that that would fuck with me it is like, a bit brutal see but I would be like I, so I don't have a large family like my mm-hmm. parents live in a different country uh and my, and my yeah and like it would just be my wife mm-hmm. so who, who would mean, probably forget about me after like 20 years mm-hmm. yeah but you know so like for me I'd be like all right tight I, I get to live another life in the in the future like this would be awesome uh, my mom's dead. Yeah, so, same yeah. so same like, yeah. I can't. So, shop, I can't so see shopping for Mother's Day is like super easy. Oh, yeah. Are the worst. You're right? like, love you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, what about you, Lee? Would you live in the year 3000? Uh, well, like, the idea of time travel is interesting. Like, it would be interesting to go back in time and see a dinosaur. Like, just mm. the idea of just, like, being Maybe able to see, in seeing you just too. seeing something like you've never seen. So, like, theoretically, yeah, it would be cool, but. Realistically, it's just we're the same dumb people we've always been doing the same dumb things we're always going to do. Well, that's what idiocracy tells yeah. you. Know, it's, like, it's just more technology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, and, and to what end, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and to what end? Um, so we, we went into kind of favorite episodes. Danielle, what's your favorite episode? Oh, God. Um, I mean, the, the, the series finale is one of my favorites just yeah. because it's such a weird the dynamic of it where it's like she he's freezing it he's almost dying and then he breaks it to the point of where it's like we can just spend our lives together and then they finally like the, the professor comes back and he's like you can do it all over again and they're like fuck yeah let's do it and it's yeah. like I just expect the whole thing to start over again and you get to see and the same with any time travel episode that they do is really those ones are my favorite because it's like whether or not Fred goes back in time and fucks his grandma or it's like where the time traveling can only go forward so they're just like stuck having to go forward and then it's like yeah. it's the same reality it's just cyclical yes yeah yeah Lee well I'm not uh, as well versed as everyone else in, That's okay. in Futurama but the only like the, the episode that really sticks in my mind all the time is the Slurm episode yeah Slurm's the <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that That's one of my favorites is um, just, just because it's funny yeah like that is <laughs> just yeah yeah because <laughs> I'll save I, you guys because I'm old enough to remember Spots McKenzie so, uh, so I, I get the reference. What's your least favorite episode? You know, I don't have them because I only wrote, like, now my mind's only ingrained in the episodes that I love that it's, like, wiped out all the episodes I don't at that point. You know, I don't think I have the capacity to sit down and binge it all again. But like I said, I return to it. So I don't, I don't know if I do have one that you would necessarily like avoid or skip over no, because it's all it just I let it run yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have a bad one either yeah yeah, yeah. it's one of those rare series that kind of doesn't have a bad episode right. in a whole like there's at least a good part of 
every episode, if not the episode as a whole, right. being a good episode. And I, I particularly love the movies, the, yeah. the four movies. Oh, I watch the movies on a regular basis. Yeah. They're like so long form enough that like you don't have to think about changing that, and it just like Netflix doesn't ask you, are you still watching and this? The way Hulu, <laughs> and the way Hulu does it is like it's oh, cut Hulu, up into yeah. parts. So you start one, and then it's part two, part three, part four, and yeah. so it's like you. You do that in the span of like multiple hours. Yeah. I guess it's not a lot of And then the sun is gone, and then you're like, yay. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, don't yeah have, right. I don't have a least favorite yeah. episode. They're all great. They're all, they're all great. I like it. So, uh, and, and I, you said this already, but did you also cry at the end of Jurassic Park, the one about Seymour? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, who didn't? Yeah, who, like, yeah. who's the asshole? You're not human. Not. If you can cry <laughs> you can at cry. that one. Yeah, because we we absolutely don't deserve our canine friends. Um, that that is the most Portland thing I've seen in a while. A guy in a jumpsuit carrying two massive garbage bags of cans. Good for him. He's gonna make that fifty like bucks. He is gonna make fifty bucks. That looks like about fifty bucks. Yeah. Oh no, he just left him. Oh man. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Oh wow. You're gonna make somebody no, real happy. Took him. <laughs> I think his friend is coming to get him. So. They, yep. That was a tran- That was a transaction. 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 So, y'all have a mic at Growlers. No. I have a mic at Growlers. You have a Danielle Porter has a mic at Growlers. Yes, I have a mic at Growlers on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock is when it starts. Sign up at 6.30. And then I also host a weekly showcase called Go Comedy Go on Mondays at 8 p.m. Nice. Yes, I uh, do a bi-weekly show the second and fourth Thursdays of the month at Lalo Tavern called the Comedy Corral. The second Saturday of the month, I co-host with uh, Marija Hopridge and Eliza Butler, Sorry Not Sorry, which is a uh, non-binary LGBTQ woman showcase. And then I do a quarterly showcase um, at Latham, where both of the shows are for the Latino comics. Okay, bueno. Yeah. Where can we see you next, Lee? Oh, I'm doing a Julia show in December. December. Our well, Christmas hot show. Yeah, I'm doing a Christmas show. So, and then I just show up at other people's show. I've done Danielle's show before. It's true. I've, see, I've seen you at shows, and you are great. <laughs> so, there yeah, you go. Lee will be at your show. That's where you can see him next. There you nice. go. You're at a show, show. He's gonna be there. And yeah. if you, if you, I also perform. Like I'm not. Just there, yeah. <laughs> He won't just sit in the audience. He's more than just an audience member. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk to you drama anytime. I, like, I mean, like, also, like, how badass is Leela? We should talk yes, about that as yeah, a woman. Like, not only does she, like, look good. First of all, Katie Seagull's, like, voice is, like, amazing. Like, it's, I grew up with Married with Children. Same, That's, yeah. like, what I was raised on. And, like, her voice is so comforting when Sounds you hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, but Leela in itself is just, like, Leela does like the biggest over overturning because she is the smartest. There is so much going on. They do bring up being her issues with abandonment and her issues with being adopted and like being with a crew of like assholes. And she's an asshole herself. Like she always thinks she's a little better than everybody, but she's one of them. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Although oftentimes she is the level-headed. Commander. I mean, she she does command the show. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I would I would say that she does a great job of that. And, yes. and, and uh, for having only one eye, yeah, that's pretty. 
that's pretty solid. Although they do make fun of her depth perception sometimes. Well, and I think two of my favorite Leela episodes are the one where she sleeps with Zach, Zach Brennigan and yeah. like meets him for the first time, and then the other one is when she like falls in love with the dude that was in her orphanage and like how he tries to change her, and then oh, she like right. realizes that like she is fine the way she is. Right. Like, she she, she, she he's a cosmetic surgeon oh, yeah, who offers to, to give her two eyes. She had to augment herself to like make him love her. Well, there's also another funny Zach uh, episode where he starts dating her mom. Yeah. Munda. Yeah. Um, that, that one's, and then she, she's like trying to set him up by uh, coursing yeah. him to her apartment. I, I'm all yours, Big Daddy, for the next 48 seconds, you know, like timing it like to when she, her mom's her mom supposed yeah. to be coming in. Yeah. Also, who are the, the king and queen? The slime ones. Oh, yeah. Because they, oh, they're yeah. like a. a like almost Blur. Blur. Yeah. yeah they're like I think of them as the Simpsons with the aliens and they like similar color and shape so I do and love Unda Unda yeah, yeah. I love Unda Unda <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with the frying it. pan always yes. yeah. yeah and and Jer uh, yeah. the episode where, where Fry ends up there they go to Omicron Percy I ate for the good news, everyone, yeah. uh, herbal supplement that the professor gets, gets left yeah, behind. Left behind. Yeah. His bender, of course, yeah. leaves it behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's getting sick from eating the candy. Right. Yeah. He's like, those are my turds. Also, the the um, the censor episode where it's like they're like, we need Adam and Eve. Like they gotta consummate their love, and just like the way Zap oh, is right. like, he seems to be coming up and like becoming this good dude, and then like you watch the episode and you're just like, oh no, nah, he's just the same dude. He right. Is. It was a giant boy. And Lila's like, all right, let's fuck. We got, yeah. I got shit to do. I got laundry. Right. Let's go. And he's like here in front of everyone. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. I don't know if I could do that in front of the president and everybody. <laughs> oh, censor it, censor it. No, you're doing it. Yes. so funny. Also, like, Bender in Hell. Yes. It's That was V-Giny, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is V-Ger. That's the, that's the Star Trek episode, uh, movie yeah. uh, reference to Old Voyager. I've only seen one Star Trek episode in my life, and so, Which like, one was it? Uh, and it wasn't even an episode. I actually saw Star Trek in the park, and it was uh, when the... Uh, People were acting out an episode? Yeah, the when the walls fall down. Oh, uh, t- uh, Tanagra. Yes. When the wall, or Jalad, when the, fall, when the walls fell. Yes, that's the only one I've seen. This is probably the only sci-fi show I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm not I, I grew up watching it That's with okay. my parents, but I never really got into Star. I got into Star Wars, and then like Star Trek was like on in the background for my parents. So I'd like sit down and be like, "Oh, what are you watching?" But I never like cemented the episode in yeah. my head. I've never seen Star Wars either. Oh, no. <laughs> well, there, there's plenty out now. I mean, before we can do a marathon. Yeah, you sure could. I'm not going to. That would be like a. <laughs> well, I've only seen the original three, four, five, and six. Yeah. yeah, the original Nerd. ones. Like, those are the only ones one. I've ever seen. Nerd! Yeah, well, I, I, we all knew what he was talking about. You didn't have to do that. I'm like, doing, I like it is doing a podcast. I gotta get some street cred. Hey! <laughs> but it is, the, it is the original three. I didn't say I it was one, two, and three. I said no, it was you the did original. say that. That's fair. I said the original you three. Did. I did see That's that one. Say. I lied. I did see that one with, like, uh, Hayden Christensen, and it was like, you were the chosen one. That's Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, the third one, yeah. The third one. <laughs> and, and they're coming out with Obi-Wan, which pans between 3 and uh, Rogue One. Listen, okay, all right. If I didn't watch it, even they have Adam Driver, who's the hottest <laughs> man to me. But he's not hot in it. He looks, he's just 
Yeah. He's just sad. No, he's hot all the time. Especially when he throws those tan those tantrums. Oh. He's so manly. He's like throttle me, Adam Driver. All right. Let's do the Adam Driver podcast. Just Adam Driver stuff. I had a nanny kid who hated Adam Driver. She would talk so much shit about him, and she was like, he's terrible in everything he does, and he's just a sad boy, and he sucks. And I'm like, okay, calm down, you're 10. <laughs> yeah, you're way too invested in Adam Driver's career for a 10-year-old. And what could you even see? Right. Like I think he, Star Wars. Well, no, in the, Star Wars movie. But no, okay, fair. Yeah, if you only see him in that, then I would definitely. Yeah. Kylo Ren is a definitely. She might have like got a sneak on girls as well, and like he's a dick in that, and so it's like maybe that was. Who would play like Fry? Like, what actors could you see Adam Driver in Futurama? He wouldn't play Fry. No, definitely not. No. Uh, what about dude from The Office? Uh, Which one? Jim, uh, Jim, yeah. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, I know. I can't think of his. So I can't think of his name right now. Another character. Yeah. Or how soon do you need Google? This is this is what that's why good podcasts have a, a person. Yeah. <laughs> on a, I don't have a person on a laptop. That was my fault. I like on a hungover Sunday outside of Kelly's Olympia, and I threw out a question that yeah. really no, stuffed okay. us all. No, I'm gonna look it up because I know it. <laughs> yeah. I know it. We all, and we then all I don't. We at least know his name is uh, is Jim from. Here's the thing. I like to yeah. like. I don't want to use my. I want to still. I want to have the information in my yeah. head still. So then I don't want to use it. John, right. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Oh, that's why I knew that. I yeah. thought you were trying to figure out. A I can character. see. No, I can no. see him being cry. No. <laughs> All that for nothing. <laughs> no, I think All it would actually hurt. have to be a real life ginger. Like, it would have to be Ben Harkins. <laughs> I didn't want to say Ben Harkins because it doesn't like the right. No, Stupid that's a Portland comic. And people listening to this probably don't know. Yeah, that. that's a Portland comic, Ginger. That Are you like. saying that people outside of the Portland comic scene don't know who Penn Arkansas is? Because I challenge you to that. that that's what I I'm mean, saying. That's what I'm saying. I so don't see any, that pe people knows. in the correctional facilities realm. Anybody <laughs> they, just listening, uh, if you know who he is, let us know. He's been on some things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was just on a, on a live podcast yes, that I was an audience member for. He's been on the, the Portland Ha Ha Harvest Festival all yeah. weekend. Which, as we know, is, is aired on all channels all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll be on the show tonight. Would, would, you, would you eat, uh, and I don't know if they ever made this, Bachelorette Chow? I'd eat anything. <laughs> I, I would. Me and my boyfriend The strength about... with which you looked at me with that answer was so... Convi that was such conviction. No. This is how gross I am. I would eat human meat. I would too. But the thing is, I've been on, like, cannibalism talk. Like, TikTok for cannibals. I just listened to the Dahmer party. And the then, party. But they talk about how good it, it's supposed to be the sweetest beef you've ever tasted. Long, long pig. I don't know why beef just tastes pig. sweet. Pig. Pork. It's, it's like sweet pork. Yeah, sweet pork. Well, let's say, I say that. I'm a big game talker, but when it came down to it, I'd chicken out. But they if, make if there were like, no consequences, I would do it. They make, like, vegetarian, <laughs> plant, human, plant-based food. Like, that, that is a thing that cannibals do make because they can't legally eat Oh, so like an impossible yeah. limb? Yeah, that's a thing. I, Gross. I know. I could, I could see I that, though. It, I bet if you poke it, too, it, like, juices come out. No. <laughs> Yeah, the, it's just the Impossible Burger. That's all they're eating. <laughs> right. They're just being marketed. They're, they're just too. being healthy. 
Is it is it healthy? I don't I don't know if it's healthy. No, it's supposed to be like five thousand calories. Like a it's just burger. junk food. It's just junk food. Mm. To me, it's it's just a marketing play. Probably. For all we know, they could still be putting meat into it. God, I hope that's so. why it tastes so good. Yeah, that's that. It does. Although taste I've had good. some pretty good Impossible Burgers, I will. Yeah. I've, yeah. Had, I've had the two for at Burger King. I had a roommate who wouldn't make them. She wasn't. Why would you get that? Still make them. Because I'm a piece could, of shit. I was. Well, dr- you could I'm just get the chicken fries at like. No, I, I drove across this country, this great country. I drove across it from Florida, and I and I stopped in various places. One of which was Burger King. No, you're not a piece of shit for eating Burger King. I eat Burger King all the time. No, a piece you're of shit for other reasons. For for getting the Impossible Burger. I mean, where else am I going to get it? <laughs> don't. The or don't. Yeah, store. just don't get it. Just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes would, you don't want a burger. Lee, hmm? would you eat bachelor chow? Um, would you eat Soylent Green? Do you know what Soylent Green is? It's people, right? Yeah. It's people. Yeah. It's people. <laughs> it's people. No, I wouldn't eat a human. Why would I want to eat a human? No, like, not a human. Someone... Bachelor Chow, no, although it could okay, possibly so be humans it's a, as well. It's not, real, it's not really human. Oh, yeah. But why would I? What? Why would I it's be eating human just because I? Just because I don't want to eat food? Like, okay. I don't know. Why do I? What's, why did I eat a fried olive the other day? It exists. <laughs> you know, fried to, olive. Yeah, a fried olive. I didn't know they did it. that. Yeah. Were you at fry anything? Yeah, yeah fry anything. Fry anything. Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. Where were you at? Where can I get this fried olive? In, in the comfort of my own home. Oh. Okay. Mm. Now you're just plugging your coordinates. <laughs> Actually, I'd be plugging Trader Joe's. Shout out TJ's. Uh, oh, okay. It's Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's Trader Joe's. Well, thanks you guys, and, and well, thanks you all rather. Yeah, thank you yeah, for it's having fun. us. I'm trying this... to break that habit. No, it's a hard one to break. I hung out with a bunch of lesbians the other day, and I kept saying you guys, and I was like, they are women. <laughs> but they also might be loving that. I don't know. I try I, to say y'all as much as possible. Too. Y'all, y'all's a good one. Yeah. Y'all's a good happy all? medium. I heard a lesbian say the other day, uh, "My my fister from another mister." Oh. Yeah. Hmm. It's half true. I don't right. see sexuality, so. Okay. <laughs> That's why she got this haircut. <laughs> good thing this is an audio-only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What a great interview. The Ha Ha Harvest Festival shows were awesome, and I got to hear some of the funniest comedians Portland and beyond has to offer. Before we go, how's about a water cooler fact for you? As we all know, Fry has been infatuated with the concept of being with Leela throughout the entire series. How many times did Fry either profess his love or otherwise ask Leela to go out with him throughout the show? That figure is a bit ambiguous, but Bender does say in the final episode You told her like 140 times, which alludes to not only the frequency of which he told her, but also the number of episodes in the series, including the movies, which equates to roughly four episode lengths each. So short of rewatching the series yet again and counting each time Fry tries to get Lilo's romantic attention, I think it's safe to say that Bender is actually probably pretty close on this one, as it seems to be a recurring enough theme to come up at least once in every episode, uh, at least if you average out the instances across that figure. Good news, everyone! We're going to be doing a part two in order to do a deeper dive into Futurama. Really get into the sewers and hang 20. So set your doomsday devices and stay tuned for that episode coming soon. Definitely before the turn of the 31st century, hopefully by the expiration date on your bachelor chow. Sources for this episode vary from my own nerd knowledge accrued over the six times I've watched the series in its entirety, as well as from the mind and efforts of my wonderful life and research partner, Amanda. As well as verified sources like Wikipedia, because if it's on Wikipedia, it has to be true. 
various Reddit threads, the good folks over at IMDb, and my fellow nerds over at factinate.com, and of course, infosphere.com. Thanks for tuning in to Shady Pines Radio, bringing the masses high-quality content like the show you just heard, and many others. Oh, and before I go... All glory to the Hypnotoad! By the way, the sound the Hypnotoad makes was called Angry Machine, and it's a recording of a turbine engine running backwards. So that's pretty cool. All hail Hypnotoad! Next week, we take a look at an awesome movie, largely underrated in my opinion, but one of the greats, The Fifth Element. So make sure you have your multipass ready for Floss in Paradise. Oh, and be sure to bring your matches for next week's episode, only on Shady Pines Radio.